0: episode 11 welcome to this is true let's go so excited to do this episode this is actually big announcement people this is going to be the last episode of season one of this is true um school season school school year's coming to the end school season it's not a season anyway school year's coming to an end uh so i'm not going to be doing this all summer the plan right now is to hopefully do it in the fall a little bit so we'll be back for season two then So make sure you just, you know, stay updated Follow us on Instagram and stuff To keep up with the updates But yeah, this is going to be, it's it's the finale It's the last episode of this season So enjoy it now, you know I don't know But yeah, so y'all are going to have to bear with me For this episode um, I, I haven't had a chance to really Prep any notes for this show So I'm kind of doing this all off the cuff So if, if it's You know, a little bit if I don't sound as confident what I'm talking about, it's probably because I don't have any notes and I'm just doing this off the cuff. So we'll see. We'll see if it turns out any good or not. y'all have to let me know. I'm mean, I'm trying we'll to try this new format. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, the 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 main thing I want to talk about today is I, I want to go over the NFL draft, specifically just some of the the major picks of the of the first round, um, and stuff. Just you know, just kind of go over what I think of some of the picks, some of the picks that I think are a little bit too high, some of the, play, the players I think that were like steals, that sort of thing. We'll just go over that, and we'll, and we'll see where we end up. But yeah, let's 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 get started. Um, you know, number one overall, we Bryce Young um, going to the Carolina Panthers. I I think he was pretty much a universal number one pick for the most part. Mo, mo, by by the end of the by by the end of the mock draft process pretty much everybody had him go number one I know there was a little bit of debate leading up to the draft but when when the dust settled Bryce Young was the consensus number one overall pick and sure enough the Carolina Panthers took him off the board at one I I think this was the best move that the Panthers could have made they're in the Panthers needed a quarterback. They're not to- in total rebuild mode, I don't think, though. He was the one piece to make them a viable option, especially because they play in such a weak division, the NFC South. I mean, with Bryce Young and, and a couple of pieces around him, he has a decent receiving core around him. Not not, not world-beater, not great, but the, the NFC South is so weak that I-, I really do think that the Panthers could contend for the division this year. I mean, I mean the Falcons aren't going to be world beaters this year. The Saints are still figuring things out, and the Bucc- Buccaneers are figuring things out. They, all the teams are figuring things out, so it's really it's really anybody's race in that division. And I think getting this young rookie quarterback with a quarterback whisperer like Frank Wright down there as head coach now, I I, I think the the Panthers have a legitimate chance to contend. I think they're going to be very happy with this pick. I think the biggest thing they need to worry about is his size. Uh, that, that's the biggest drawback that myself and everybody that you talk to that has done any like analysis on Bryce Young. That's the biggest concern about him. He he he's just a little bit small, so he need, need to he needs to bulk up a little bit, and he's still going to be small even if he does that. So you got to get him protected, um, and 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 you got you got to teach him to go down when he runs because he is a mobile quarterback he is going to run around so you've got to try to mitigate the risk that's going to come from a mobile quarterback like that teach him to run out of bounds teach him to slide better because if he doesn't he's going to be injury prone um, and I, and we, we don't, I don't want that to happen. I'm sure the Carolina Panthers don't want that to happen. So that's the biggest thing. It's the only negative side to this pick is his size. Uh, but, but I don't think that that's going to be enough. If It's not going to be enough to make it a bad pick unless the Panthers don't get him some protection and, and teach him you know, just how to protect himself a little bit better. I'm going to move on. C.J. Stroud getting picked number two. I didn't see that. I want to say in my mock draft I had C.J. Stroud slipping a little bit to five, and I was a little bit lower than a lot of people had him. I did not think the Texans were going to take a quarterback. Um, I've had them taking Will Anderson, which obviously they did. They moved back in and took him at three, but I, I, didn't, I didn't think that they were going to end up taking C.J. Stroud but but honestly, I like the move. Like I said, I, I thought C.J. Stroud was the second-best quarterback in this draft class. And, and from that aspect, I mean, the Texans do need a quarterback. I kind of figure they would just kind of, you know, build defense and then next year get a quarterback but this is not a bad move especially since they they had like the worst passing game in the NFL last year I believe it was something like they only completed they completed less than 60 percent of their passes combined I want to say it was like 58 percent or something It it was really bad um and, and so they, they did need to get some, another option at quarterback. But once again, I thought it would be next year that they did that. But I like this pick. Stroud has shown that he can throw a good ball. Um, he proved in the Georgia game that he can use his legs some as well. What, what worries me is he... We we don't have a large body of work, and I I believe I said this before. It, that that's what would worry me if I was the Texans. Is we we don't have a large body of work of him playing at an elite level against elite competitions. Yeah, it's one thing to beat up on Rutgers and Purdue, but against these big teams. I mean, he's zero and two against Michigan. He lost to Georgia. He just it just. It seems like in the big moments he hasn't rose up to the occasion, and that's what would worry me, especially with an organization like the Texans that doesn't have any pieces to put around him. There's not elite receivers down there in Houston. That would just really worry me, which is why I would th- would have thought that the Texans would have taken another year to get some more pieces to put around their quarterback but if they can put around some pieces next in the next year or two around CJ Stroud, I think this could be a very good pick because I do think that he is talented enough um, to to be to be a franchise quarterback if you put the right pieces around him. And, and I know I already mentioned, but we're also talk about Will Anderson. I loved this pick by. The by, by the Texans, I thought Anderson was the second best defender coming into this draft, but I I, I thought he would be the, the first the first off the board. Even though I think talent wise he's the second best, and I had the Texans pay, taking him at two. Um, they ended up taking took him at three. They traded back up, but you know you. You're, D'Amico Ryan's a de- is a defensive coach down there in Houston. He he gets a good edge defender, um, like uh, uh, on that team. Then he's just going to be able to get to the quarterback on the other side of the ball. You know, Will Anderson, just one of the best defenders in the SEC over the last couple of years. And I think this is going to be a great building block, a good cornerstone of this defense down there in Houston, as D'Amico Ryan tries to tries to build something, tries to build a culture down there. I think it's going to be really good to have his own player down there. That's somebody that he picked, somebody that you know is just mature, just you know comes in, gets the job done. And I I think this is the closest thing to like a surefire home run hit in this in 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 this draft. I I have all the confidence in the world that Will Anderson is going to be a contender for like defensive player of the year. He's going to be that good. I really do think that. Then in the fourth spot, I I I haven't had a chance to look over, but I'm pretty sure I had the Colts taking Anthony Richardson in my mock draft. Um I may be wrong about that, so if not, I'm taking credit where credit's not due. But I, I'm pretty sure that's what I had. But yeah, the 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 Colts took quarterback Anthony Richardson out of you know the, the quarterback out of Florida. They took him with the fourth overall pick. And as much as I you know hated on Anthony Richardson, I, I don't particularly hate this pick. Because it, it, from what it sounds, they're not expecting him to play right away. They want to develop him, and that's what he needs if he's going to succeed in the NFL. Uh, if he's going to succeed on the NFL level, he needs time to develop. Because if you just look at his tape from college, if you watch this, the watch the games he's played from college, he really needs time to develop. He doesn't appear to read defenses very well. I mean, you know, just a lot of overthrown balls. You know, just not, not seeing the defender. Just and and just so he needs time to develop and grow as a player but that's understandable considering that he hasn't started a lot of games in college i mean he only started 12 or 13 games in college and i'm not sure that i'm not sure that the potential is there uh at the end of the day like i've said i'm very hesitant i'm 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 very i'm very skeptical of anthony richardson's capabilities as an nfl quarterback but if if he's going to succeed it, it he's going to succeed in an organization like Indianapolis that has other pieces, that has good, has a good coaching staff, has a good culture and, and is go- not going to make him start day one. Um, that That's the, I think if you make him start week one of this year, I think that's going to set, set him up for failure. I really do. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I, after all I've said about after all I've said about Anthony Richardson, I I don't particularly hate this pick after just like thinking about it a, a good bit. I, I don't particularly hate the pick, but th- yeah, uh, I'm not going to talk about all these picks in the top ten. Those are just you know the first four that I really want to talk about. But I want I want to talk about some other ones. Um, you know, Jalen Carter falling to number nine. You know, getting picked up by the Philadelphia Eagles. There, I, I think that's the steal of the draft. I really do. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Eagles are just putting together something special there in Philadelphia. I mean, they already got to the Super Bowl this last year. But, they, I mean, Howie Roseman, their GM, I mean, he, he really just went and said, hey, you know that Georgia defense from 2021 that won the national title? I want all of them. Because, I mean, he went and got Nolan S- Smith at number 31, too, is, in addition to the Georgia players that he took last year. Uh, he's, I mean, he has five, five defensive players from UGA on his defense, uh, and I think that they're going to be one of the best defenses in the NFL, not because they played at Georgia, but just because they're some of the best defenders in the NFL and they just happen to all play for, at Georgia. Uh, I, I think the Eagles are putting together something special on defense. They've re-signed their quarterback like we've already talked about. They're assembling an elite defense. And I, I, I think the, I, I think the Eagles are legitimate contenders for the next couple of years. Uh, the, the the other one I wanted to, the other pick I want to talk about the uh, the Detroit Lions you know trading back and then taking Jameer Gibbs the running back out of Alabama at twelve it's just a real it's a overdrafted quarter I mean not quarterback a overdrafted running back I mean they could have probably traded back to twenty and still got him. I they could, I mean they could have traded back several spots um, they took him way too high obviously they had a plan they've already gotten they've already moved off of DeAndre Swift since they made this pick but but it just it just felt like an, a reach at this player especially for a player like Jameer Gibbs who don't get me wrong he's a good running back very good running back but he he wasn't the 12th overall pick best running back and it just seems like a foolish move from Detroit. Not that it. Not that I don't think that Jameer Gibbs is going to be a good running back because I, I think he's going to succeed. But it just felt like the Lions could have gotten more bang for their buck and taking him a little bit later in the first round if they really, really loved that player. But speaking of running backs that were overdrafted, what what about the Falcons? I mean, I'm from Georgia. I don't necessarily pull for the Falcons, but you know they are the hometown team, so I I do I do root for them most of the time. But you know it's it's hard to root for a team when they, when they continually make boneheaded decisions, and that's what the Bijan Robinson pick was. Uh, why 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 are they taking a running back at the eighth overall pick? Why why? I, Yes, B. John Robinson is a very good running back, an elite running back, one of the best running backs in college football the last couple of years. But he's not the eighth overall pick. You could have traded back to probably close to 15 and gotten him. I, I, I don't understand the Falcons' move on this part. If, if, if you have that eighth overall pick, you could have traded back and gotten multiple picks and still probably gotten B. John Robinson. Um. Once again, he seems like a great guy. He seems like a real nice guy. I saw like an interview with him post game, and they're like asking him like what the first thing he was gonna buy once he got once he got his contract, and he's like he hadn't. He's like I ain't even thought about it, but I definitely am gonna tithe ten percent. I, I mean, he seemed just seems like a real real good guy, a stand up guy. So I'm I'm glad that he's coming to Atlanta, but from an organizational standpoint, it just doesn't seem like the wisest move and the wisest. Wisest use of draft picks and draft capital. Um, it feels like you they could have gotten more and still gotten him. And I, I don't know. I just I don't like that. Um. That that's all the picks from the first round. I really want to talk about. You know, I, I do want to talk about a couple other picks. Um, namely Will Levis. You know, the one the guy the guy who is supposedly one of the great, best quarterbacks going into this draft. Um, you know he he eventually fell out of the first round, unsurprisingly. To to anybody that really watched his game, that it was unsurprising. But at the same time, it was a little bit surprising because of how hyped he was. But yeah, the the, the Titans took him with a thirty third overall pick. Honestly, the amount the amount that they were showing him on TV during the first round, y- you kind of felt bad for the guy. I know I felt bad for him, even though I knew that he shouldn't have been picked. But I know that this cost him millions of dollars, not, not getting picked in the first round and falling all the way to the second. But for Will Levis himself, it's really... It's really, it's really a good place that he found found himself in. I really do think that because a he went to a good organization. Um, the Titans are a well run organization. They have a lot of pieces in place. He's going to get to learn from a veteran quarterback like Ryan Tannehill. But he's also going to have a chance to contend for the starting spot. And, and I, I do think that at some point he will get a chance to be the starter of that team. So he gets that. But b I I think it's good for his his attitude and just humbling him. And I know that's, you know, kind of, kind of not really my place to say, but from reports that were coming out though, he was overconfident and cocky in meetings to GMs and team and like team, team and coaches and stuff. And and that kind of turned off a lot of NFL teams and they didn't, they didn't like how they didn't like his attitude. I, I read a report one GM saying that from a talent standpoint, he was, better than anthony richardson but anthony richardson just had more of a willingness to learn it appeared and that appears to have come back to haunt will levis and it benefited anthony anthony richardson so i'm, I'm hoping for for will levis's sake that him falling like this has kind of taught him a lesson to just be more teachable be more humble and he, he's in a position to succeed albeit he has less money right now but long term i think this could benefit him greatly and the the other quarterback. That I want to talk about. It's one of my favorites. Stetson Bennett got taken in the fourth round. Um, I forget what pick exactly. Let's see. I don't have it pulled up here. Yeah. Anyway, got taken in the fourth round. A lot of people thought that he was going to go undrafted. I did think he was going to be drafted, and I thought he was going to get drafted in the fourth round at the highest. So I was right. He got drafted on the higher end of what I expected him to get drafted at. Um, but he. He also, I think, went to a good situation, just just from a chance to contend for a starting spot because he got taken by the Rams, and you know the Ram the Rams the only quarterback they had on the roster before. This draft was Matt Stafford. Who love Matt Stafford? Just you know, another UGA alumni. You know, the the uh, joke I heard was uh, him and Stetson Bennett were on the team on, on the Bulldogs at the same time. Stetson Bennett has been there so long, but anyway, um, you know, just a great great quarterback. Stafford is, but he he's really gotten injury prone over the last couple of years since the Super Bowl. They've just kind of, they've just kind of struggled. You know, just been injury prone. And, and and because of that, I I think that's going to give Stetson a chance to get some first team reps. You know, in in camp, I think he's going to get some reps. I think he's going to you know light it up in the preseason. I really do, and, and, and I'm not confident that Stafford's going to not get injured and I, I think Stetson has a very good sh- chance at starting because of injury to Matthew Stafford and we, we've seen that once Stetson Bennett gets on the field throughout his career he shows that he's a legitimate player I'm no I'm not a hundred percent sure that that's going to happen on the NFL level but up to this point I have no reason to think that it wouldn't I think he's going gonna have a legitimate chance to start this year or you know this year or the next year i think he's going to you know go out there and show that he's a legitimate nfl quarterback um he's gonna have receivers to throw to when he's in there i mean he's got cooper cup i mean one of the best one of the best receivers in the nfl I i think that i could see that turning into you know like a a connection like he had with like lad mcconkey at uga if stetson gets a chance to start there him and cooper cup i think that could really work out well for him but yeah that that's the main picks i want to talk about i know it's a little bit shorter episode um i hope that it was interesting to y'all i I loved watching draft didn't get to watch quite as much of it this this year as i have in years past but you know still really exciting i am so excited for the nfl season to get started um you know, it's just, I can't believe it's only a few more months, but at the same time, it feels so far away, it's, and it's, it seems like so long since we've seen a legitimate football game. I'm, I'm just ready for it to get started. Yeah, but that's going to do it. Thank y'all so much for listening to uh, this this entire season of This Is True. I've really enjoyed making it. I hope y'all have enjoyed listening to it. Um, I, I'm excited to hopefully be back in the fall. Unless something crazy changes, that is the plan, and, and I'm excited to do it because I'll be able to talk about real games every week instead of just talking about you know, drafts and just you know just different news stories. We'll be able to talk about real games that have happened in the NFL in college football, get to talk about UGA dominating everybody again, if you know what I mean. I mean I'm just looking forward. I'm just looking really forward to that. Um, so yeah, until then, this has been this is true and I'm Isaiah Sanders. Thank you so much for listening.